Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You've waited all week and now the wait is over. It's the only unfiltered media podcast in America. This is Trash Talk on WEEI.com. Here he is, your boy, Blind Mike. Blind Mike. Oh, yes. I hope you like radio in 2001, folks, because we're going back. Big announcement in the hallways here at WEI today. Big news, and I think uh, a little overdue. Now, I will say, I will toot my own horn here, as I often do on Trash Talk. If you listen to past episodes, if you listen to my episode with Minahan, even a little bit last week, uh, if you can somehow find the episode I did one of the many episodes I did that was deleted back in February that no one heard, uh, I predicted this change. I called it. I left a few nuggets calling it in the past few weeks. And uh, if you haven't heard, Glenn Ordway, Lou Merloni, Christian Fourier, moving to uh, Drive Time Radio, and Dale and Keefe taking the, the old midday slot. Um, I think it's a good move for the station. I will say it's a little funny to look at the idea that uh, 10 years ago, when the Sports Hub started uh, beating EEI in the ratings, you had uh, Jerry Callahan in the mornings on, on Dennis and Callahan. You had Dale Arnold in the middays on Dale and Holly. And you had Glenn Ordway on the big show in the afternoon with uh, two other guys. Now you have uh, Jerry Callahan on the morning show with Kirk and Callahan. You have Dale Arnold in the middays with Dale and Keefe. And you have Glenn Ordway in the afternoons with two other guys. So, basically, they're saying, if we just didn't change anything, we would have been fucking fine. It's totally new. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, oh, it's fresh. That's that's why I love the uh, the big jazzy intros. Like, hey, guess what's coming to Boston Radio? You remember 10 years ago? <laughs> if, if you were in high school or older, it's that again. <laughs> Um, but no, I think it's a good move, uh, and I'll tell you why. I don't know why, why do I talk like that? I feel like I need to be like a radio guy. Oh, you know, it's a good move, and I'll tell you why. Obviously, I'm going to tell you why. Fuck you, Mike. Reamer was right about me. I'm a fucking hack. Uh, uh no, I don't think so. You're okay. <laughs> so, Felger and Maz have been crushing in afternoons, if you didn't, if you weren't aware. Uh, and lately, it's been more than crushing. I, I believe they doubled Dale, if if the numbers I that they post online are correct, they they doubled Dale and Keith. Um, now, even if you're not familiar with how ratings work, uh, if you've just lived a human life for X amount of years, you should know that being doubled in the ratings isn't good. Now, uh, I think there's a variety of reasons for that, but uh, I think mainly. The show that Dale and Keith do, say what you want about it. Call it boring and, and, and dry or, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, I think it is more suited for middays. 
Uh, I say that not just because Dale uh, was number one in middays for years, because you could argue that and say, well, there was no competition. That that's the pro- that's what happened with the station ten years ago, is that the second they had decent competition on an FM dial, they plummeted, and then they rose back up eventually. But uh, I think the reason Dale is good in middays uh, is because he's kind of you know. I the I think the uh, Oakley Doakley Bruins talk and we're all nice here and we're all friends. I don't think that works in drive time radio. I think you got to be energetic. Uh, you got to be controversial. You got to say wild shit. And even though guys like Minahan would say that uh, what Felger and Maz do isn't controversial, in the world of sports talk, it is. You know when they suggest that guys are on steroids or they make wild accusations about it in in the grand scheme of things it's silly because they're just sticking to sports but in the world of strictly sports talk which a lot of people do nowadays uh because they're, they're afraid to go outside the box uh the, the felger and maz are are edgy for lack of a better term i mean just take their show yesterday they were taking those pictures of brady and giselle on vacation and tony maz is talking about how Brady's put on a couple of pounds and how he's flabby now. Right, sure. And that, you know, it's silly shit, but it's like Dale and Keefe wouldn't really do that. I mean, they don't like to rock the boat in any sort of way, at least from my man, you know, maybe that's not fair because I don't listen to them every day, but that's the vibe I get when I hear that show is that they're afraid to ever rock the boat. I would I would say that's accurate, but I mean, to be fair, to Keefe at least, yeah, he's the one that's bringing something. He's, I mean, he's got he's got some things that aren't specifically just sports he does the sports stuff but i mean he has his own keith's keys baby uh <laughs> keeper madness <laughs> oh keeper madness. wild and crazy i mean it's something i mean wh- sure you're gonna do something what are you gonna bring to the table what, what, what me uh gears here's what grinds my gears that's what <laughs> with mike geary <laughs> i mean it makes sense we're going back to what's been done yeah, before it's so been done we'll, before. We'll, hey we'll do it. 15 years ago they did it on family guy and i'm bringing it back Right. Um, no, but I think D- Dale, say, say what you want about him. He's a professional broadcast. The guy knows how to run a show. Uh, and he's, you know, light and easy listening. And <laughs> I don't mean that as a compliment necessarily. As, but if you're in the afternoons, I, I would take it as an insult if I were Dale. But in the middays, I think it's a good thing. I think when you've got uh, Meathead and Fatso across the street, Zolak fucking screaming, show, Patriots, show ponies. Uh, we get it. You're You're a hip. You're a hip guy. You're cool. You like to drink. We understand. Some people, during the work day, if you're playing that in the office or whatever, some people maybe don't like that. And they like something uh, a little more easy, a little less controversial. Um, a lot of people that listen to the radio during the day, during the middays, are older. Because they don't, they don't have job. They're driving around in their cars, getting their, uh, getting their prescriptions and whatnot. So, honestly... I know it sounds like I'm fucking trashing the guy, but I'm really saying that I think he is more suited for a midday audience. Um, and I think Keith is too, because I, I know you're a big Keith guy. I am a big Keith guy. I'm a big fan of his. I but like, I, I, like think, I think the stuff, and you know, it's weird, because you're, you're slightly younger than me. You're what, 23? 22. 22? I will be 23. 22? So you can make well, everyone will. <laughs> sure, of course you will be, <laughs> unless you die. Well, I mean, I'll be there in a <laughs> yeah. couple of months, so okay. that's why I say I will be. Um. I've heard a lot of guys about your age, about my age maybe, like Keith, and I'm not, and they're like, oh, his Susan Waldman impression, and I'm just like, I don't get it, man. Like, it's not that funny. Well, it's not I mean, good. I don't, I don't understand the Kiefer man. It's not for me. But there is something where Rich Keith does, for whatever reason, 
I'm not the demographic, maybe. But I've heard a lot of younger guy, guys about Jared's age say uh, they like Rich Keefe. They find him funny. So there might be a nice mix where, uh, you know, younger guys in college who aren't working, but you're, who are around, out and about during the day, and maybe older people who like something a little lighter will be listening to Dale and Keefe. Uh, now, the one thing our former producer Dan pointed out uh, is this might be bad timing for Dale and Keefe uh, because uh, Mush Brain and Fatso, what did I call him? Meathead and Fatso? Meathead and Fatso, Meathead, I think. Meathead and Fatso across the street, uh, as much as I have been bashing Scott Zolak recently, the guy knows football. Right. And if you like strict X's and O's breaking down a Patriots game, uh, that's that's a good show to listen to. I'm not even saying Dale and Keith are bad at that. I don't. I don't. I haven't listened to them enough break down that type of shit. But I'm guessing they're not as good as Scott Zola, a former NFL player who does the games now. Not even just former NFL player, NFL, former NFL quarterback. Even though he didn't have the long, great Hall of Fame sure. career, it's still. But and the guy and the guy the guy that covers the team and calls every game. Right. He's there that's going to be tough to compete with during Patriots season. So it's tough. That's tough timing for Dale and Keith. Um, now, if they co- come winter time, when it's maybe a little more Bruins talk, that's when De- and maybe a little more Celtics talk Definitely with Keith. The Celtics. That's when maybe they're going to have their time to shine. So, you know, hopefully for their sake, I don't know what their contracts are like, but hopefully they get some time in that because I, I'll predict maybe a little struggling out of the gate just because of football season. But I do believe, I'm not just saying this because I'm a company man, Jared. And I am a company man. I'm an intercomrade all the way, as, uh, uh, what's his name? Fucking Jeff Cooner would call me. (laughs) (laughs) The Cooner Man. (laughs) The Cooner Man. Um, I think if you give them some time, I think they will do very well in that slot. And as you've seen, uh, if there's a, you know, there's, there's competition at that spot. OMF were beating Zolak and Bertrand fairly consistently. Now it was neck and neck, more or less. But I OMF were finishing on top of them pretty consistently uh, in, in since Ordway took over there. So there there's ratings to be had there that aren't being absorbed completely by uh, Meathead and Fatso. So I think Dale and Holly, give them till, uh, I'll say March, to really assess how they're doing in that slot, give them till the uh, the the winter ratings book comes out. Yeah, don't want to judge them too hard on that fall. Ratings That'll book. even be tough. That'll be tough though, even because what if the Patriots go to another Super Bowl? Well, I mean, <laughs> they'll probably make the playoffs. So right, it's still going to run over. So it's still some. it's still going to be it's going to be tough for them. Uh, but I think they'll do well. And like I said, all I don't mean this as an insult as much as it might sound like it. But all the old ladies. Going to their, uh, you know, canasta games that like listening to the Red Sox and Going shit to like that. Going circles? Yeah. Be... All the old ladies and the old the old farts out there will like listening to Dale and Keefe. Um, and even maybe some guys driving around, some college guys, although Zoe kind of has that market cornered. But there might be some young guys that like Keefe, so they'll listen to that. So I do believe that there there is an audience for them that exists more in middays than it does in afternoon drive. Now, why I think OMF will do well against Felger and Maz, that'll be tough. I mean, they're... Just given the fact that Felger and Maz are such a uh, juggernaut right now, and like I said, they were doubling Dale and Keefe. But 
if you look at Ordway versus everyone else when Ordway was in there, he was more than doubling. He was, he was the only guy. He was the guy in afternoons. Uh, it was the big show with Glenn Ordway for years. He was dominating afternoons in Boston. Uh, but then when there was a legitimate competitor on FM, which was big because EEI was still on AM, so when the sports hug came on FM and they said, okay, this is a legitimate station, people said, hey, you know what? I've been listening to Ordway Yap for 10 fucking years. Let me get something else now. I think a similar thing may be happening with the Felger and Maz program where now they've been number one for almost 10 years. And maybe they've gotten a little stale. Maybe the shtick with Maz saying the wildest thing that comes to mind and you know he doesn't believe it. Maybe that's gotten a little old to people. So maybe that audience is saying, ah, Jesus, you know what? I'd like to go to something else. Dale Keith, don't do it for me because there's not as, not as much energy. It doesn't excite me as much. They're not going to say his wild shit. So I'm going to stick with Felger and Maz, but if there was anything else with that type of energy that was entertaining, I'd go over. You're also getting all those people that probably wanted to listen to Glenn, Lou, and Christian in the all Ordway's drive. fans that yeah were driving home that aren't couldn't listen to him anymore right because they, they were working during the day <laughs> right in the middle of the day they're working right. it's like you can't get the and they're after be, working with their show and working with Dale and Keith sure and and if you want to say if you want to say the Zolak thing is big for the sports hub in middays you could use that argument uh, with Fourier you know Fourier can probably break down a game. <laughs> A lot, a hell of a lot better than Tony Maserati. When they have that another fat slob in there, Greg Bedard. That boy, oh my God, Not Greg a Greg A Bedard. The A stands for Ambien. <laughs> oh my God, what a snore that guy is. They have Greg Bedard in there on Tuesdays. Ten questions with Greg Bedard. Hey Greg, who who was the star of the game today or yesterday? Uh, well. Um... You know, you got to give it to Nick Solder on the offensive line. He, he did a. <sighs> Sorry, I was talking for ten seconds. I got a little winded. He uh, he did a great, he did a great job out there. Hey, uh, plug the Boston Sports Journal for us, uh, Greg. Uh, well, it's about seventy-five dollars a month, and you get the same shit you can read anywhere else. Hold on, wait. I think uh, I think the he gets he actually manages to get Felger. To plug the Boston Sports Journal for oh him. Greg for Greg him. does great you know you know Mike I was just about to say that it's a great it's a it's a terrific I I it's worth the thirty dollars a month I was just about to say Mike I was just about to agree with you so if that's gotten old for people which I based on my impression if I if I'm anywhere near accurate then it has for a lot of people then they will switch over to OMF and I think like I said I think Fourier can break a, da- a game down at least in a more entertaining way than that show can, in a smarter, more informed football way. And same thing with baseball. If you say Maz was this guy that covered the Red Sox for years, Lou is not only much better at breaking down baseball, um, why Nesson hasn't taken him away from Comcast, I have no idea. But I'm sure EI's happy about it. But Lou is probably the best... Uh, baseball analyst in the city other than Eckersley, and I'll still give it to Remy. But other than those two, lose the best. So if you want to say Maz has the the market cornered on baseball, not anymore. (laughs) Because not only is Maloney better at breaking down baseball, but he'll say some shit 
again, like we were saying, where Minahan will say, well, it's not edgy, it's because it's sports. Like, but in that world, it is edgy, where Merloni will criticize me. I know for a fact that uh, uh, secu- the, secu- the, the, the people that work security for the Red Sox hated him for a while because of shit he said during the uh, chicken and beer thing. He criticized some of the clubhouse attendance and shit. Now, that ruffled some feathers. Now, it might be silly, it might be nonsense, but it does get some people riled up. So they're much better at that than Dale and Keefe, and I think you need that in afternoons where you don't necessarily as much in middays. And that's why I think it's better for both shows. Now, what you might have for Dale and Keefe, while I'm assuming they're pissed, you said Keefe said he's going to talk about it. Yeah, he said he tweeted. He tweeted that uh, he hates this move. He doesn't like it. Oh, he did. He, yeah. I didn't realize he said that. No, he said it. He said, uh, "Hold on, good for him." He said, he "I was ex- so I was expecting." We're recording this at about noon on uh, on Thursday. So by the time you listen to it, you might have to go to wei.com, uh, where you are right now listening to this. Uh, you might have to go to wei.com to get on demand uh, what Dale and Keefe said today. But what I'm expecting, until Jared told me this, is for them to go, well, you know, it was a decision management made. Uh, We don't like it, but we're going to go do our job in middays and then move on to the Red Sox or whatever. That's what I was expecting. But uh, do you have uh, Keefe's actual tweet? He said he tagged Dalen Keefe, so it's at Dalen Keefe is being moved to middays next month. I hate it. We'll talk about it today at 2 p.m. Well, let's hope. I'm interested. I'm I hope be, he does, yeah. I'm going to be working the show, so I get to listen to the whole thing. It's <laughs> my job. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what he has to say about it. I hope he does. I hope he has energy to talk about it. Because the, the, the problem I have in radio is, is so often guys are afraid to do anything. And, you know, it's why I res- people say I kiss Manahan's ass on here. Kirk Manahan's never going to do anything for me. He's not going to put me on the fucking radio. You know what I mean? I don't think he even likes me as a radio guy. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if he, the guy has any respect for me whatsoever. So I'm not kissing his ass. I actually enjoy listening to the guy and respect him. And one of the reasons is when he's pissed off about something, he'll talk about it. And that sounds real. And you, 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 you can tell that it's coming from a real place. And you can also tell that when something crazy happens, like they switch shows, which I've never seen before. Radio station. Well, I guess switch like this. I get the, the fan kind of did it where they moved CMB down to middays and put Francesa back, but I've never seen them literally flip flop a midday and an afternoon show, at least in a market this big. I've never heard of that, so it's weird to make that announcement and then not talk about it. And that sounds phony because it's like, why are these guys talking about Marcus Smart signing with the Celtics when you know they're pissed off at management right now? Right. So to that extent. Look how good I am at radio transitions here. To that end, it was even weirder when right before I listened to uh, OMF this morning, I click over to the fan to see what they're talking about. You are real. You are real. <laughs> that was a, 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 that was a pro- comrade. Oh, uh, that was, that was excellent, baby. Punk. Um, <laughs> so uh, if you read any of the New York papers, front page, not good when a radio station's on the front page. Very rarely. Unless you're Howard Stern. Very rarely is it good when a radio station's on the front page of a New York tabloid. Uh, But WFAN in some hot water. Now you might say, hey, Mike, should you be talking about this? WFAN is an intercom station. Now let me say this. These shenanigans were under CBS's regime. They were the hooligans, which may lead you to ask, what the hell has Scott Zolak been up to? Now I'm just, I, I have no idea. 
I'm just I'm just saying I'm just asking questions here, baby. CBS was obviously running like a a madhouse. So you know what what, what the hell was 98.5 up to? I don't know, but the fan was up to some some dirty business while they were under the CBS brand. Uh, worst of all was Joe Beningo. Now, if you don't know Joe Beningo, I'm guessing most people that listen to this don't really know who Joe Beningo is because it's probably a younger audience. Joe Beningo was a caller to WFAN. I remember listening. This is what a fucking radio nerd I am. I would listen. I lived in Western Mass, and we would get WFAN like at nighttime. So I would like fall asleep listening to FAN sometimes. And it would be Steve Summers would take calls, and one of his uh, regular callers was Joe Beningo. And then I think they had some contest, like a caller can win a chance. And usually that's fake. It's like a caller can win a contest to be the host of the morning show. Oh, look, it was Boomer Esiason. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I guess this was real. And uh, Joe Beningo won some contest to come in. And uh, he ended up, I think he ended up taking the nighttime slot or he was doing it with Steve Summers for a while. And then he got bumped up to middays. So he's a real uh, uh, a fucking hero story <laughs> for a guy like me. It's the American dream. He, he was just you. a caller. Yeah. Guy was just a caller, and he, he made a career in uh, New York radio. Now, you got <laughs> the thing people forget is a guy like that was not sort used used to any sort of success or attention. <laughs> so then, when he gets in any sort of spotlight, even it's if it's middays on radio, the guy might go a little nuts. So what happened with WFAN in New York is uh, do you have the article up, Jared? I do have the article up. What were some of the uh, the allegations made. Apparently, a saleswoman that used to work for uh, CBS Radio uh, made made some allegations. Let's let's hear a few of them. So he was accused of sexual harassment and having, in air quotes, propositioned a former CBS Radio advertising hmm. executive for, again in air quotes, threesomes involving him, his wife, and prostitutes. Again, now I what's with all these quotations? Now my math. Yeah, why is there a quotation around prostitutes? That's Pro- a real word. <laughs> they, they weren't. I go. Oh, I guess. I'll prostitutes. tell you. I'll tell you what that is. If because uh, I I also heard it was like uh, there's something to do with strip clubs. So if it comes out and one of these women says, "Hey, we're strippers, not prostitutes," the 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 fucking oh, and it's probably because newspaper doesn't want to be liable for any bullshit. And it's probably because it's alleged. It's not. Yeah, like yeah, they right, confirmed right, right. or anything. Right. Yet. So. Uh, <laughs> Now, the, the the older guys, I heard Ordway saying he's never heard anything like this in radio. I feel like in the last 10 years, it's, it would be pretty crazy, or 20 years even. But I feel like in the 80s, this type of shit probably happened all the time, wouldn't you think? Well, you snort rock and, and roll, baby. The snort and blow yeah, off the fucking studio Exactly, thing. bringing girls in here all the time with rock bands. Come on, man. The 80s, that must have seen shit like Joe Beningo all the time. So uh, wasn't, there was something that they were racking up. Uh, oh, the one thing I wanted to say is uh, that it says Beningo propositioned uh the the woman for a threesome with her his wife and prostitutes yeah now you got to do some math here there's the woman there's joe beningo there's the wife and prostitutes multiple we're talking four or five women here it's orgies over there (laughs) we're not talking threesomes we're talking wild crazy uh alex reamer bathhouse sex romps jesus so (laughs) so uh wild and craziness going on over there at the fan and then there was something like they were uh racking up bar tabs at strip clubs what was the thing do you see the thing there was something about uh pickleback shots do you I see that there don't th- this is the 
I believe it's the NewJersey.com article. Yeah, it went right to the source. Uh, yeah. Um, it doesn't have anything about that, but it does have um, who he probably. They were. I guess they. So I guess they were doing, uh, whiskey pickleback. Have you ever had a pickleback shot? No. Delicious. Really. Whiskey, and then you chase it with pickle juice. I heard Reamer. Ta- Reamer knows what it is, and then the old codgers, uh, Callahan and Minahan were like, "What are you talking about? What? What is this? Not oh, crazy Reamer." And I was like, "No, no, that happens all the time. It's good. It's a good. It's a good drink of choice." But I guess they were doing it at fucking ten a.m. at the fan. Old Joe Beningo, knocking him back. Um, and Joe Beningo, if you ever hear him, is a typical, a guy you would expect to be calling. New York sports talk radio late at night. Hey, uh, Joe Beningo from Long Island here. I want to talk about the Knicks. It's just like, oh, th- that sounds about right, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but th- so that's what I w- when I was saying, it's weird. Like if Dale and Keith go on today and don't really address the s- the time change, that'll be weird because everyone's heard about it. Right. So it would be weird if Joe Beningo went on today, or or just weird in general that. This guy that you hear that, you know, Strixley talks to talking about how bad the Jets were yesterday, when you know he's got this wild side to him. That's weird. And it's also weird when I click over to the fan this morning. What do we have for time? Because I know I'm, I've gone along already. Yeah, you're, you're um, okay, it's tw- 25. Okay, cool. When I click over to the fan this morning and I hear, uh, <laughs> by the way, WFAN has the silliest, like, they're the only station, I think, on the planet that has kept jingles from, like, 1968. <laughs> Evan and Roberts, Roberts and Evans, or whatever the fuck the show is. <laughs> or Benin- no, Beningo and Evans. And they're like, it's this 1950s toe tapper, just like uh, Mike and the Mad Dog used to be. Sports Radio 66. I hate that I just sang on air, and that's there just, for the rest of time. You, not only did you sing, you sang <laughs> a jingle that you just described from like the 50s. It's there for anyone to pull now. God damn it. Um, but WFAN keeps these uh, wild and silly jingles. And then that it goes into that and uh, into uh, Evan. I don't know if his first or last name is Evan. But uh, he says... Uh, Hey, Sports Radio, the 66, 101.9, New York. Uh, as you know, Joe Beningo's off today. I'm here with uh, some asshole that we got to fill in. And, uh, you know, here's what I'll say. Yeah, obviously saw the front page of the Daily News today, and uh, if you got a brain in your head, you know we can't talk about it. So that's that. That's all I can really say about it. And uh, now, my co-host, uh, I forget your name. Some uh, asshole. Some asshole. <laughs> Uh, Manny Machado went to the Dodgers. Your thoughts? <laughs> I was like, you got to be shitting me, man. Just, we're just going to pretend that this didn't happen. We're going to act like it, nothing happened. I mean, I get it. You can't talk about it, but you You can't talk. Well, it. here's what it's I always sorted. wonder. I guess because it involves the station. And they don't want to be, they don't want that guy to go out and say, we're totally innocent here. And then something happens. And you you know what I mean? I All the legal bullshit mumbo jumbo that I can't even wrap my mind around. I get that, that you can't really say anything. But is there a line? Because I'm trying to imagine what, like, for example, K and C would do. Is there a line where if something like that happens, where it involves legal shit, where it's not just calling Andrew Aaron Andrews a gutless bitch, where it's something, like, real that actually ma- matters in the criminal justice system, 
Uh, is there a line that you can walk where you can talk about it but not incriminate yourself? And I guess that would be difficult, so maybe that <laughs> you just – if that's not your – if you're not if you're not capable of doing it, you just go straight to Manny Machado talk. And maybe I just don't know enough about this business yet. But I feel like there's a way you can talk about it for more than one second without getting yourself in trouble. You have to just tread very very lightly. Very lightly. <laughs> yeah. It's gotta be weird. Oh, for sure. Like it's gotta be weird. You're sitting in the chair, the guy who's accused of all this crazy stuff, and you can't say anything about it, right. and you're just but what's got to be even more weird is all the guys that are definitely going to call today. If you look at the uh, the Francesa army, the guys that call up the Pope in the afternoon and say, "Hey, Mikey, how's your diet coke doing?" No, go. Oh, that's what you called. That's what you went on hold for. Hey, uh, Francesa, I wanted to know how uh, Robin Quivers and Fred Norris would be out of the Yankees bullpen. Get the get get this idiot off the line. That doesn't make any sense. All those guys that beat up Francesa, they're definitely going to be calling that midday show. And they know how to get on. Right, they know they how to say, well, it. I want to talk about Manny Machado. And you know they're going to say, hey, uh, I wanted to ask Beningo about the uh, the the whiskey pickleback shots. <laughs> that, that flagrant sexual harassment. <laughs> what, what's the deal with that? So that'll be entertaining to listen to. But I will say the good thing for uh, Beningo and Evans or whatever their names are, uh, I was in New York this weekend at a comedy festival, and we were driving home, and we happened to throw on uh, their competition, ESPN Radio in New York, and whew. not not good. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you the three topics we heard them discuss: uh, tennis, okay, and if if mind you, this is new local New York sports talk radio, tennis, and if. Uh, Pete Sampras and Andre Agassi would be as good today as Nadal and Federer. I believe that's what they were talking about. I was holding a gun to my head, and the my friends in the car were trying to pull it away from me. So I didn't hear the whole thing. I mean, it gets soccer, <laughs> but I mean, who gives a fuck about um, tennis? <laughs> Especially here. Um, uh, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, how Jimmy Butler couldn't carry a team if they come to the Knicks. And one of the calls was, are you saying that Jimmy Butler is better than Kristaps Porzingis? Hey, that's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying he's comparable. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the big talkers. And uh, the other one was uh, something about Le'Veon Bell, who they kept calling Lev Bell, which infuriated me. No, so those were, the, Lev Bell. those were the three big topics on Monday, middays, in the biggest market in the country. Yeah, you don't so, want to talk about your Almost first, your <laughs> your neck and neck race with the Red Sox with your biggest rival. Sure, yeah. If you're going to stick to sports, at least do that. Right. Um. But if but Joe Beningo keeps your his job for this, then his job is safe in the ratings as well <laughs> because there is zero competition from what I heard <laughs> on my drive home in New York. Um. So real quick, I wanted to recap last week before we get out of here, because if you didn't listen, we had uh, Alex Reamer. And uh, that was your first show. By the way. It was my first show. By the way, I didn't introduce you. I guess we we did introduce you two weeks ago. But if you haven't been listening, uh, this is Jared, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my new producer, Dan Watkins, uh, left for a new job. And then when I came in today, an hour later than usual, he was still just sitting here hanging around. So I suspect he was lying and just didn't want to do this show anymore. No, he, I think it's... Uh... Don't defend him. 
Why not? He's a he's a loser. He good riddance. We All don't right. need you anymore. All right, I'll take and uh, you took his seat. Uh, so this is Jared, by the way, folks. So uh, last week was your first week officially sitting in, yeah. producing uh, my my podcast with Reamer. And uh, how would you say it went? It was all right. It was all right. I didn't really have to that's do what I, too much. That's what I like kinda, to hear. It was all right. Just uh, put a put turn the mics on, turn everything, get it all going. Oh, all right. Go from your perspective, okay, good. That yeah. makes me feel better. I, I thought was, you meant it was all right to listen to. No, <laughs> um, it's trash. So, no, I'm kidding. It was no. It was a good podcast. It was a good good show. It, it, I mean, you addressed and you pressed him on all of his comments from before, and actually asked him what it was like to. So I got I got out. the sense that he uh, didn't like me. Because I brought up, not uh, he doesn't have a pro. The one thing uh, I'll say about Reamer, and this is why I like, uh, I, why I said I have respect for him, and why I'd like to do a show with him, uh, or at least a guy like that someday, is because uh, when I asked him about anything he's done, didn't give a shit. But happy to happy to answer whatever whatever I threw at him. He's an open book. Yes, completely. But where I think he didn't like me. Or like didn't have respect for me was our little uh, political argument, and let me say this: um, as far as arguing leg- deep things in politics, like legitimate policies that had actually been put in place, like when he was bringing up laws that Jeff, Jeff Sessions put into motion, that's where I'm law. I, like, he can run circles around me in that aspect. That's why I tried to keep it more general into what he immediately brought up. Because when I said, uh, you know, what's what's Trump done that you don't like, he went into, well, you're a straight white man. So I can tell he's already he's going to say, right. I'm, I, I don't understand what it's like to, n- to not be privileged. So I say, well, you know, I'm disabled. And what I hope that didn't come off as is me saying, well, I'm, but, but Alex... I'm a disabled, I'm just a misfit like you. I'm just a disabled fella. Could you please, please spare a little change, sir? No. I don't bring that shit up uh, unless it'll make for a good debate. Like, I don't bring that up to say, woe is me, uh, ever. Look at any video I made for Barstool. I'll make fun of it uh, till the cows come home. But I will bring it up if you're going to call me a a man of privilege or a man who's lived a life that hasn't seen uh, struggles or any sort of discrimination because that's just wrong because uh, I am a disabled guy. Like It's just a, <laughs> it's a fact that I can't get around, unfortunately. Um, so that's why I brought that up. And when he went, as if I'm making it up or, or, or exaggerating it in some way, uh, that kind of pissed me off. Well, it's unfair. It's just like... Well, it's just wrong, yeah. because I mean, he, he's gay, so... Yeah, you've had your here's, own problems. Here's the but. two the two things I've had. Um, some people think I, when they hear I'm blind, completely treat me like I'm a genuine. I'm not saying this to be flip. Genuinely, a mentally challenged person. <laughs> like they treat like they'll talk louder to me. Like you know when you uh, you have like a an elderly relative. Yeah. Hey, hi, grandma. How are you? Oh, good. Glad to hear. Like you talk to them slower and louder or anything. When people find out I'm blind, that's how they talk to me sometimes. Oh, he's blind. He must not be able to understand Oh, very good, Mike. Thank you. (laughs) Right. Good job. (laughs) So, Reamer was the other end of the spectrum, where he looks at me, and I'm able to, you know, fake my way through just walking around the hallways and shit. So, I don't necessarily, at first glance, look... I don't have a cane. I don't have the dark glasses. So, 
to a guy like Reamer, I'm not even blaming him for this. That's just, he doesn't know me at all. You know what I mean? Right. So he looks at me as a guy who's hamming up some minor visual impairment. I mean, to be honest, yeah. unless you're like talking to you and looking directly into your face, you right. really couldn't tell. Or if you're like handing you something at like low or whatever. Right. Well, that's really what I'm saying. Tell. Reamer's never had that interaction with me. Right. Where he's done something where I've stumbled into a fucking chair <laughs> and he realizes... <laughs> Oh, this guy's actually blonde. You know what I mean? Right. I, I don't. He's not a barstool fan, so he probably hasn't seen me flailing at spike balls and shit. So he might think, legitimately think, this is a guy just kind of trying to uh, milk the most he can out of just a thing where he needs glasses or something. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so a guy like Reamer looks at w- looks at me saying, "Well, I'm disabled," and goes, "Come on, man." You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't even necessarily blame him because I've gotten that a lot throughout my life. Where people will just look at me and go, disabled? Can I go fuck yourself? Trying to lump yourself in. But I'm not. It's been a thing that's legitimately been a, 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 a caused me to be suicidal for most of my, all my adult life. Um, so it's a thing I have dealt with a lot. And uh, so w- for me to throw out while well, I'm disabled wasn't just like a woe is me thing. And that's all I really wanted to say about that. Just so people didn't think I was like, well, come on, you guys will shed a tear for me too, right? I purely brought it up because Reamer was about to call me a privileged straight white guy. And I said, nah, nah, nah. I'm not dealing with that shit. <laughs> not in my house, baby. We're going to close Not that. in the we're trash gonna, talk house. We're going to shut that down right yeah, now. We're getting rid of that. Um, but I felt that when I ended that, because of that interaction, I thought maybe he wasn't a big fan of me. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe maybe there was a different vibe in the room. Because after that, he was totally cool. He talked about whatever. We'd joke. We'd bullshit. Um, he would say things like, uh, like when I'd, you know, self-deprecate myself, he'd go, well, no, you know, I'm not much better. You know what I mean? So I don't think, he he certainly wasn't an asshole to me by any means. He was no. very, very courteous to me and everything off the air and on the air. Um, but that was one thing that bothered me about the interview that, uh, that I just wanted to address today. So if you haven't listened to it, go back with that in mind and uh, tell me your thoughts. And uh, you can do that at BlindMike underscore on Twitter. And uh, make sure you, even if you listen to this on WEI.com, folks, go to my iTunes page, Trash Talk, Blind Mike's Trash Talk, or just Trash, whatever it is on iTunes. Search Blind Mike Trash Talk on Google, you'll find it on iTunes. And uh, leave a five-star rating, positive review. And if you do that, I'll allow you to trash me on Twitter. Don't trash me in the iTunes. Trash me where it doesn't really matter. How's that sound, gang? And uh, you can listen on WEI.com. You'll hear all, all that shit in the intro. Uh, Jared, welcome officially to the show. Yeah, it's good to be here. And uh, enjoy producing uh, Dale and Keith, and we can talk about what they said next week. I'm looking forward to that one. Goodbye. You've been listening to Trash Talk Talk. with Blind Mike. Hear it again on WEEI.com, iTunes, and the Radio.com app. Tune in next week for another edition of Trash Talk, Talk. a presentation of WEEI.com. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.